what we do here is go back, 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 back. But even then, like, seeing that, it was like the worst news I could ever receive. I'm like, this is my nightmare. I text you that. Like, I'm like, this is my nightmare. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. And I am not going to say the S word because we will get demonetized on YouTube. But crap has hit the fan. Uh, It is to be seen whether that is good crap or not. But things are going down. Free agency is underway. A lot of things shaking. A lot of things jucking. A lot of things jiving. A lot of things going on in general. Um, and I'm just kind of rambling on, but Andrew, how are you? You know, here we are on a Tuesday night, long way from uh, Monday at what? 9 AM, 1 PM Eastern time when this legal tampering started. I'm exhausted. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, um, legal tampering did start on March 13th on Monday, um, 9 AM Pacific standard time. So, uh, it kind of got, Everything Raider Rock, you know, um, we did see some big, big moves happen, um, especially for the Raiders and going into, you know, Tuesday when we are recording um, March 14th, there has been some um, additional moves that we are going to touch on. So it's been fascinating. It's been confusing. Um, It's been a very Raiders off season uh, within the first 48 hours. So all that to say is I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? things oh things are things you know um i would i would echo that sentiment of just sitting here now after the last 36 hours has transpired and just uh being in a state of of trying to figure things out right there's no lack of content that is for sure there's one thing that is not lacking it is raiders news to talk about so um we will just jump into it from here the first Huge, giant news to drop. Jared Stidham signs a two-year, $10 million deal with the Broncos to be a backup. That in itself was telling um, on where the direction the Raiders might be headed. We've had talks that he, they, you know, they were trying to potentially work out a deal at some point, right? He must have got the word that he just wasn't going to be the starter. They wanted him as some backup role. But Raiders go out and they sign none other than your arch nemesis, James Garoppolo III. Don't think that's what it is, but Jimmy Garoppolo, former Niners quarterback, uh, give him three years, $67.5 million, $34 million guaranteed. Breaks down to about twenty two point five a year. Before we get into any more of that, kind of the way the contract is structured, initial thoughts. I know they're not good, but initial thoughts. I guess I haven't always been the biggest supporter of Jimmy G, right? Just call a spade a spade. I do think that the contract that we were able to come to an agreement on was was fair and also allowed us to be a little bit more aggressive um, in free agency, which is nice. But even then, like seeing that, it was like the worst news I could ever receive. I'm like, this is my nightmare. I text you that. Like, I'm like, this is my nightmare. Because I don't, well, 
as far as the options are concerned, right? Like I would have probably felt a little bit uneasy not signing a quarterback going into uh, like through free agency and like going into the draft and being able to be like, hey, we got to draft a quarterback and he's our guy kind of deal. Like I think Jimmy G, like there's a lot of ways to spin this, which I've actually like really battled myself on. Like, I'm like, hey, this actually could work out. Not a, it's like a team friendly deal. And, you know, he can sit in the pocket and throw it. And it's only like a one-year deal, not like a four-year deal. Like I, I've talked myself all the way across, you know, this deal and, and as far as what it could be, but I don't like him. Like I don't like, you know, and like I, I think why I don't like him is because like during the Niners run where they went there in the Super Bowl and it, they have Jimmy G, they're like, oh, he's like the, you know, basically like Joe Montana. I'm like, he's not like, you know, and they're like, he's the best. Like Jimmy G, resign him. And I'm like, well, okay, think about your defense. Think about like Kyle Shanahan. Like you guys run the ball like 40 per, like 40 times a game. Like there's a lot of different things that we could, you know, whatever. And I was like so negative. And, and you could pull the clips. Like we have a lot of um, information around my feelings on Jimmy G. Um, and now he's a Raider. So I can't help but just say like, you know, he's going to be okay for us, you know, like he's going to be fine. Like he's going to be a bridge quarterback. I, I still think that the Raiders are going to be aggressive and try to trade up and, and find a quarterback in this, in this draft um, and, and find his successor. But ultimately like it's, this is, this is, this sucks for me, you know, because I'm like, I, this is my arch nemesis of Jimmy G. Like, I'm like, I, I never wanted to have this conversation. I'm like, he's not going to be a Raider. Like, you know, there's a lot of ties with McDaniels and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, no Tom Brady, no Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to trade up even though we wanted to. Um, so we're going to settle for Jimmy G and here we are. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a humbling moment for myself. Um, and I'm going to have to somehow spin some positivity, um, especially not even right now, right? It's more like future Andy is going to have to figure out how to find some positivity as far as when we get into the games, like Jimmy G can just like throw it 20, 20 times a game. And like, as long as we can establish the run with Jacobs and he can get Devontae Adams open, you know, like, like those things, like that's, what's going to happen to me soon. So, um, yeah, I think I'm lost. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm in this, um, this spin zone of like, Hey man, you know, the guy that you hated, well, now you're going to have to find some things that you like about him. I'm like, I don't want to, um, but here we are. So, <sighs> What are your thoughts, Micah? Um, I clearly I'm lost. Just, you just, you just go. Like I, 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 even I've had this much time to think about it. I still have no thoughts about it. You know, so um, please tell me how you feel. That's fair, fair from you for sure. You know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm always trying to like let's be the positively optimistic in a lot of situations, um, a lot of the things going on and whatnot, right? So here's my spin zone. I think that Jimmy G is at worst a lateral movement from Carr. I think that signing Jimmy G doesn't necessarily put us in a better position than we were in having Carr here. That being said, knowing the system, he can do just as good and if he can stay healthy and I feel like Jimmy G will take a hit if need be in the pocket and not just get scared like Carr does. The big if, obviously, is his his injury past and whether he's going to stay healthy. 
the reason I do like the contract, um, as you kind of somewhat mentioned, was that it is very much hinging on his availability and him being able to play. A lot of his guaranteed money does come from him actually starting games. Over the span of the next two years or whatnot, he's going to make $45 million. But a lot of it, like I said, is dependent on whether he actually plays games. Um, He does have some injury clauses in there as well, but it does involve football injuries, uh, you know, while getting hurt on the field, stuff like that. But I think, like I said, at worst, it's a lateral movement from Carr in regards to Jimmy G healthy as a starting quarterback compared to Carr healthy as a starting quarterback. Um, And it's half the salary. He's getting 22 and a half a year. We are going to owe him. You're looking at his overall owed money, $34 $34 million, right, over three years. We owed Carr $40 million this year, not even just across the rest of his contract. It was this year we owed him $40 million. That involved part of like next year's contract as well. So, yes, like you said, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'll spin it. I'll make it look good. Like, there's a contract. The contract looks good, all that. I think where we are at this point in time, what our options were, there was a material change, obviously, in, in our plan from the point that Carr got benched to now. For our options at the moment, I think potentially best option available. Would I like to just go all out and just go snag Lamar, right? That would be dope. But when it comes to this team is going to go and they're going to get a rookie quarterback, whether it's this year or next year, hoping that they're all in on just fucking jumping, right? Jumping up to the top or jumping up close to get one of these top three guys that aren't Will Levis. I just think that for the right now, like he's not our long-term answer, right? This three years is a bridge year, bridge years. He knows the system. I think it was the best veteran option available. As unfortunate as it is for this podcast, it was the best veteran option available. And from all the reports on, you know, what, Jimmy G's camp is expecting in a contract, it's 10 million less than what the reports were, right? <laughs> per year, at least. There was reports saying that he'd be willing to take 25 for the right situation or whatnot, and then we get him for 22.5. So I don't know. Like you said, there's a lot of spin zoning that you can do, but I don't think that this is a downgrade from Carr at all going with Jimmy G. Um, I think at worst, it's a lateral movement with a better contract. Oh, before you jump into that, I just want to throw this out there. Did an article, was asked to do an article for just blog, baby, right? Grading this. I just argued all the points that were in the um, the article, but I gave it an optimistic B minus. Your thoughts? Yeah, actually, I had some um, reservations regarding that. You did address all of the concerns. And then, like, I don't think B minus is optimistic. And I'm not, like, attacking you by any means, but... I do think that if you're like get to be plus, you know, like it's a A minus, like that that would be optimistic. I do think it's a good deal. Like I, I think it's a good deal for us. Like I, I think with what we're actually like factored into, like with with the Raiders and like they're like, hey, you can. He, he's like a year one starter. We know that. And then also like it's if we want to get out in year two, we can. And if we want to get out in year three, it's going to be easy, right? So that there's a lot of about the contract that makes sense so as far as your optimism goes i would say like just just bump the thing up you know b plus right 
I, I, I do agree with you that like this, this is basically like our best option um, at this point and we had to make a move and we did. And I, I think I'm happy that they at least did something and they're like, Hey, this is going to buy us time. It's especially because the Panthers traded up from nine to one. Right. So then that basically put us in no man's land as far as like, finding a quarterback is concerned like there's a lot of different options we can trade to three but you know there's there's a lot a lot more room that we have to make up um, as far as like getting that quarterback so having someone like Jimmy G even though his injury history and my history with him is is uh, not very positive I would just say that it's it's, it's the best move for us right now and so yeah that, I think that's all I have to say about the war in Vietnam yeah and I mean if you, you think about it from the moment that we benched Carr, and essentially to the point of like cutting him. Some of the options were at the point of cutting him gone. But you think about things, and it's like, okay, Tom Brady trading for Aaron Rodgers, drafting one of the top three or four guys in the draft, maybe trading for you know you've got that Mac Jones, re-signing Stidham, possibly Garoppolo option as like the back end of like all of these options. It's like. With all of these things available, like they got to feel good being in that position to move on from Carr. We just happen to be on the very back end of all of those options at this moment because of the way things panned out. Brady retires. You got Rodgers. That whole thing, I'm sure, was just more than they wanted to spend draft pick-wise to possibly get him. Whether they wanted to do that for a one- to two-year rental really is what it, it almost kind of might turn into. Like you said, Panthers trade up. That automatically takes two quarterbacks right off the board, one, two, and then a third one going at number four for sure If with the Colts being there. So it gives you trade up to three as an option to get one of those guys and maybe not even your guy that you want, you know, depending on, on who they like. So puts them in a real big pickle in that regard. I don't know. Same thing, kind of just trying to spin zone it as best as possible. There's really no good conversation with all this except for like, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see how let's see how it works out. I don't think it can be worse than what Carr gave us last year, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Like I think that there's a lot of ways to look at it and seeing that, you know, what we weren't gonna be able to get Brady or Rogers and also like the Panthers trading up. You know, it, it, it kind of puts us in a spot to where we have to have a quarterback that's going into next year. Stidham signs with the Broncos, like you mentioned. And then ultimately, like, we we just have to have a guy that's going to be able to fit the Josh McDaniel system and, and be able to, you know, do what we need to do. And regardless of the contract, like, I think there's also a lot of different ways to look at it and say, like, it, it's probably like a one- or two-year deal. And then Garoppolo knew that, but he also knew that this is his best chance to come into – an offense that is featuring a lot of weapons, one of which we lost um, today, which we'll talk about, but being able to kind of like take like a, a, a next step within his career to be able to, Hey, here's, here's a good year. Raiders ended up moving in this, in, in this direction. And then also like, I'm, I'm able to sign a good contract, you know, in the next two or three years, you know, who knows? Like, I, I think there's a lot of incentive as far as Jimmy G is concerned for what he would want. And I think the Raiders give him the best shot to accomplish that. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it sucks. It's, but it's where we're at. And and here we are. 
Well, did you want to touch on a little bit more, by the way? Yeah, well, we can just we can just touch on some quick stuff. Another, you know, Patriot coming on over. Jacoby Myers signs a deal with the Raiders. I don't remember the terms of that agreement. I think maybe $22 million was guaranteed. Um, it was three for 33, and then it was 22 um, guaranteed. So could be looked at as a, a three for 22 or a two for 22 kind of deal, um, but 11 APV that we're going to have to take on. But it's also how it's structured. So I think there's some, it's like lesser on the front end, and then we have some guaranteed money. But um, Jacoby Brissett, someone, not Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Myers. Too many Jacobys that used to play for the Patriots. <laughs> There's one too many Jacobys. But yeah, Jacoby Myers coming over to the Raiders. So I think he feels a need, but yeah, we'll love to hear your take on that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's definitely a good signing. I, I know people have their reservations about his ability to throw laterals backwards. But I think it is a good signing because if you look at where the Raiders sit currently, Devontae Adams and... Hunter Renfro are the only receivers that caught passes in 2022 that are currently still on the roster. So receiver was actually like a low key need for the Raiders, big time need for the Raiders. And he can be a legitimate, you know, number two guy. He has played a lot in the slot. So, you know, people are kind of wondering what does that do with, with Renfro, but you always have a lot of these like three wide sets, four wide sets, one less receiver at the tight end position now, which we will touch on later. But I think that it just gives us another another weapon, another guy we can actually put on the outside while um, Renfro is in the slot and just kind of, you know, move people around. I think it's a good weapon. I think it's a good amount of money, like good contract for the weapon that we're getting. Not a lot of people like it because we're in like a, the Raiders need defense. They're supposed to be spending money on defense and free agency. And then here we are out here signing wide receivers. But I, I think it is a very good fit for the Raiders. I think it'll uh, it'll be something we look back on and be like, damn, like, I'm glad we went out and did that. That was like a – I'm going to compare this to a Nelson Aguilar type of, like, snag. Went out and did it, got him, like, mm, I don't know about this, and then just balls out and just, like, has has a great year. So Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, I think that he – as much as we have other needs, you know, on the defense side, like – he is going to be a great number two um, and, and really is going to complement Renfro in a different way. Like everyone's going to be able to be like, oh, well, he played in the slot, you know, predominantly, you know, in New England and whatnot. But like he's also like a, a big player receiver where he can go up and catch the ball in the end zone, like a, a red zone target. McDaniel is going to move him around in a lot of different ways. And I think as much as it might feel like Renfro's on the hot seat in that sense, which we'll get to. And another Raider that's no longer on the team. Um, I, I think that we, you know, it makes sense as far as like what we're trying to build. So yeah, I'm good with it. I think it was a good deal, and like he was a top receiver in the in this market. So we'll take it for 11 million dollars a year. And, and really, I think it, I think that cap hit is actually like seven. So, but yeah, Jacoby Myers coming to the Raiders, not Jacoby Brissett, by the way. Yeah, and like yeah, I agree. It's it's a great. Great pickup. It'll be fun to watch. I think what we will do here soon in the next, we might be able to do it next week. Uh, next week might be a decent time, maybe the week after that, but we will do a total roundup on all the players we brought in and signed and all the 
shucking and jiving the roster did, we do have a big thing to touch on before we get to that point. I am going to tell you guys who this episode is brought to you by. And as always, it is brought to you by DraftKings. Andy, I know that you like underdogs. I know that you like upsets. And I know you like unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook. And that's why the biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. We are big-time March Madness guys, right? Big time, love betting and and doing these brackets with soup. We did it last year with the ladies and with Brad and Jessica. And we just, we have fun. We have fun rocking these brackets, right? Everybody always wants to see some type of 16 seed upset of one, right? Always love seeing the, what was it? Chicago, Loyola, Loyola. Were they the golden retrievers? Loyola Chicago is um, Sister Jean. Yes, Sister Jean. That's right. Everybody loves. It's just the what the tournament brings is is so fantastic. It's it's really I feel like very close to that college football atmosphere of just how it's just like unadulterated sports. Right. The tournament is fantastic. Um, that's why you guys can go and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And sign up with code TPPN. If you're a new customer, you can bet $5 and get $200 in bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, so getting into probably the biggest Raider news, Jimmy Garoppolo dropped on Monday, right? Today, news dropped that the Raiders... Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have traded Darren Waller to the New York Jets for third round pick, number 100 overall. New York Giants, by the way. New York Giants, not the Jets. Thank you for the correction, sir. It is actually the the pick that they got from the Chiefs for Kadarius Toney. So Waller's gone a week after getting married to someone else who lives in Vegas. Andrew, just go through quick for me your thoughts when this happened, where you're at on this trade. There's a lot of spin zones we could have, I'm sure, but just first first thoughts from this going down. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was very surprised. He was someone that we were always like trying to trade, and I think that you know you can look at his injury history and and look at production and evaluate that and be like, okay, what is his actual worth? I still think that it was kind of shocking when we had, you know, moved on from Carr and then also like supported Waller and Renfro and like those guys being like, Hey, these guys are our future. Josh Jacobs, you know, he's, he's going to be a part of this plan. And and then we ended up trading him for a third round pick with no context, which we, don't deserve the context, right? Like we're, we're, we're just fans and we're like, Hey, give us more. What the heck? You just said like two weeks ago, you were at his wedding, you know, Josh McDaniels, you know, like <laughs> give us a little bit more, you know, here, but um, 
I think it was a little bit surprising a top 100 pick being the number 100th pick, you know, I'm like, is that really a top 100 pick? You know, you can spend on that however you like, but ultimately I, I, I do, it sucks because I love Waller. I do. I, I, I love Waller. I, I love what he was able to provide to us when he was healthy. I, I, I do think that he's, this additional third round pick is going, going to allow us to like maybe matriculate our way and like move up in the draft to draft a quarterback. So if that is the case, then great. You know, I'm happy with that. But also, I mean, you can go on Raiders Twitter and just be like, I don't know how to feel about this because I feel like I love this and I hate this. You know, like everyone is so far, you know, left and right about whatever this deal ended up being. But like we only had control over him for the next year. And he was about $14 million as far as like the salary cap is concerned. And then we also couldn't rely on him to be healthy. And that was the case. So it sucks. And I, I really like Waller, but because it's, it's always nice to be like, yeah, we have one of like the top three or four tight end. And then like, here's the graphic. Could you imagine the Raiders with this offense, you know, and then Waller's included, but he wasn't healthy and he wasn't able to, to be on the field and, we also extended him, which is interesting, you know, but in that sense, we had more leverage to be able to get this type of deal because of the fact that he was under control within his contract to, to be able to get a third round pick out of it. And I don't know, it sucks. I, I, I really like Waller, but I also think that what we can do with these picks, um, you know, like especially a, a, day, a day two pick could be advantageous for us to move up in the draft and I don't know. I think I think I'm just with everyone else in Raider Nation. We're like, we'll see. You know, like, I guess I don't know. Like, I mean, not really with Raider Nation because they're like, you guys suck. We're the worst. The end. You know. But with with, with this move, I think that it sucks to lose Waller. I hope we re-sign Foss Moreau. But outside of that, like, it, it is a pretty deep tight end class, um, which I think we can be able to um, acquire one that will fit the scheme. And I also hope that we're able to use this draft capital to, to move up in the draft, but just to pick CJ Stroud because that's my guy, you know, I don't know, dude, like it, it sucks. And I think we both were like, what the fuck's going on? Part of my language and my take, but what were your thoughts when this, this news came across? Yeah. I was in a big time, like what the heck is going on right now? Right. And it's so cliche to just say like sports business too, you know, but like, this is, this is really what it comes down to. Like you said, it's a choice for the now and the future because it frees up, I think it was 11 million in cap space and then obviously get a pick or whatnot, but 31 year old Darren Waller, a lot of times, unless your name is Tom Brady, you don't get healthier as you get older. He has missed 14 of the last 34 games, uh, which is a good amount of time over the last two seasons. It's just one of those things that, like, you hate to see it happen. You understand that it has happened um, and that it is happening, but it just sucks. It just sucks because it was always like Waller's arguably, when healthy, and that's the big tag, when healthy, top three tight end in the NFL, right? And very, very good argument for one or two when it comes down to it but i don't know it's re what's really funny is like spin zoning the whole like 
you know, Waller's had some injury issues. I see why they traded him right after they signed Jimmy Garoppolo, who has had some injury issues. And you spin zoned it the other way of like, if he can stay healthy, <laughs> you know, you're just throwing all these. It's so Tasmanian devil of us to just throw these spin zones all over the space, all over the place. So it just is something that sucks and is unfortunate. But I am wholeheartedly convinced that they're going to sit here and go after Darnell Washington now in the draft um, and just take Georgia's tight end that is just going to be a beast and be the next Rob Gronkowski. So, Well, I love love this pin zone, certainly. But I, I, I do think that like if we are able to retain Foster Moreau and then also able to draft a tight end, I think we're going to be in like, good shape and it's going to fit – you know, the whole thing is like with a new coaching staff and Ziegler and McDaniels and even Graham, right? Like coming in and saying like, hey, we have to be able to shape this roster our certain way. They they didn't have that opportunity. Like, and it was so different as far as like the, the players that we had on the field, you know, and we'll the full re, you know, recap, but like even signing Philip Dorsett, you know, a former Patriot, you know, like something like that where it's like, okay, well, we, we know where we're going. Like there, there is a plan, but like, man, it's been 48 hours in free agency. Just give us some time. Um, that's when we're addressing this and, and addressing everything, you know? So like maybe we should give it a little bit of time as far as how we grade this free agency class and being third in the NFL and cap space and whatnot, you know? So we'll see like it, but I think to see some monumental moves with, finding a quarterback with Jimmy G and then also like, you know, getting rid of Darren Waller. Like those are big things for the Raiders, but um, it, it's one of those things like, do we just feel good about tearing it down? Like to, to kind of like reset a little bit or like, are we actually tearing this whole thing down? And, you know, that's when I feel like the Josh Jacobs, the Devontae Adams commitment and everything like that, as far as, you know, how they view this franchise is might be of concern, you know, but it's all going to be dependent on the moves that we make coming up in the next additional 48 hours. So I, I guess we'll see, but it, it, it was just a weird day. It was, it was a weird day as a Raider fan, but also kind of like a common day where you're like, you know, I've been here. I, 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 I've been here where it feels like we're doing things to, to get back in the, in, the, in the swing of things, but also like tearing things down with trading water. But I don't, I don't think it's apples to apples. And I, I think you have a, a very good point as far as like, what it clears and also like what, what we're able to find and he's not going to get any more healthy and it's always been soft tissue stuff with him, you know, so like that's even going to be tougher to recover from. So we'll see, but I feel like the last either nine months or 23 years have been like a, let's see, you know, so here we are. This is the continuation of us just talking ourselves into every off season, explaining how it's going to get, better it's just now we're just putting it out there for all of our listeners to hear right i want to just go out on a a limb and you can call it a hot take if you want to call it a hot take but i think the internet needs to chill out on over exaggerating and just labeling stuff um just so and it's all right sorry bleach report you need to chill the hell out with the way that you're like i know you're captioning things to like get clickbait and all this stuff and over exaggerating stuff or whatnot but they had an art a little quick retweet thing article thing that said kelsey plum roasts mcdaniels and it's got the skull face emoji like 
I'm dead because they roasted him so hard. Robert Griffin III, RG3, had a tweet that said, Darren Waller just got married to Kelsey Plum of the Las Vegas Aces, and Josh McDaniel's wedding present was to trade him to the New York Giants. McDaniel's is not a romantic. And she retweeted and said, probably because he wasn't invited to the wedding, LOL. Talk about a roast. I just think that, like, especially Bleacher Report. Sorry, I'm just going in on Bleacher Report right at this moment. But the whole, just they overuse emojis, in my opinion. There's always so many emojis in all of their, like, little notifications. And it's like, oh, if you hate Bleacher Report so much, delete it. No, sorry. They got a lot of notifications, right? It's easy enough to keep that. But they need to chill out with what's considered a roast skull head emoji because I'm dying because she roasted him so hard when it comes to what was actually roasted. So I wanted to get that off my chest. If you can't tell, I've been thinking about this for a while. Nonetheless, Bleach Report needs to chill out. Yeah, no, I agree. Just just chill out, man. I feel like with, with any of this stuff, there's always going to be backlash, right? Like with someone like Darren Waller, who has been a, a great story, um, we revived his career, right? Like we, we were the ones that were able to take him to this place where he's able to get a large deal, um, a large extension, and not to say that him being in Vegas has allowed him to marry his wife. I'm not going to speak on those things, but it's like, all this opportunity has been created because of the fact that John Gruden actually took a flyer on Waller and he turned him into something. So I would agree. Just chill out, man. I, I would also just like caution Raider Nation and just be like, hey, chill out, guys. Right. Everyone knows the needs. Everyone knows that we need to get better on defense. You aren't in the room. You don't you don't know how the cap space works. You don't know how the guys like because how it works with the like the legal tampering period is the guys that are going to be out there that the teams are like, hey, we're not going to take him back, which should mean something. Okay, if a team is like, he's a guy that's going to get five years, ninety million, Michael Clinchy, whatever, right? Like someone, someone that's going to get like sixty million guaranteed, and they're like, you can take him. There's something to be said about that. Okay, if a team wants to retain the guy they'll do it and they would have already done it okay so this two-day period of like hey why aren't we being more aggressive why are we doing this this that and the other it's like well maybe it's because we have so many holes so we're not going to overspend on javon hargrave for six years at 80 million dollars right like we're not going to do these things that's going to offset us and, and not allow us to make this move and that move and this move and that move right and maybe it's because this this draft class is actually very loaded on defense compared to offense, right? So we're going to go get the Jacoby Myers because we're going to deal with Darren Waller and then we're going to offset that salary. And then, and then we're going to be able to re-sign Foster Moreau, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, there's so many different things like that are unknown. It's like, yo dude, how about everyone just chill out? You know, maybe just relax. Okay. You want to know why you should relax? Cause you just never relax. Maybe just relax now. Okay. Maybe just chill. So that's my message to Raider Nation. And and as much as I'm like refreshing my shit and like, I'm like, I want to see what we're doing. Why aren't we doing this? Like, I, I, I get it. But also relax, you know. Because you don't. <laughs> it, and it's just like, yo, dude, like it's March. You know, this is March is for March Madness, not for the Raiders 
first game that's in seven months, dude. Okay. It's in six months. The first game is in six months. Relax. Because you don't. Okay. Raider Nation, just chill, dude. And I'm not saying that I'm like so pumped about Jimmy G. I'm not saying I'm so pumped about where we're going, but we have to let this stuff unfold. We have to be able to use our salary cap, our draft picks, all these different things to be able to configure this roster and say, hey, this is where we're going. So until that happens, relax. Because you don't. Exactly. It says chill out, big offseason, instead of whoa, big offseason. Exactly. So the last thing I want to touch on before we get out of here, unless you have anything else, where do you think that this puts – uh, if it if it puts any question marks or hindrance on it, um, where does this put uh, Hunter Renfro in in regards to this team and where we're at? Because as we talked about, Jacoby Myers played a lot in the slot, right? Yes, Renfro Adams only receivers left on the roster that had caught a pass last year, but as of this Friday coming up, three days from now, Friday. Uh, Hunter Renfro will be guaranteed, I think, $14.5 million, if I'm not mistaken, the way his uh, contract pans out. So do you think the Raiders move him? Do you think Hunter Renfro is on this team start of the season? Where are you at on that? Because it's in a weird, like, he's good. We need him. We need the receiver help. He's, by all accounts, a good player. They unloaded Darren Waller because of $11 million. They're going to see what they can get for Hunter Renfro for 14.5. So just wanted to get your thoughts on all of that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely can see us, us dealing in. There has already been reports the fact that um, teams have reached out regarding Hunter Renfro. Um, and so I think what that would depend on as far as like what we get in return as far as draft capital, because I think that's what we're going for. Um, and then also, you know, what – whether they would be willing to take on the majority of his contract or, you know, what have you. So in that sense, I could, I could definitely see him being dealt by Friday. This is not going to be a great answer because I'm going to play both sides. But also I can see him fit in our offense, right? I think when you look at it, you can't take McDaniels, like what he did last year, and say this is how he runs his offense. That's how he had to run his offense based on the weapons that we have, right? So – I think when you look at New England historically, Amendola, Welker, they always had two slot guys. They would flex Gronk out. They would flex Aaron Hernandez, the killer, also RMP. Um, you know, like they, they would they would move and shake with those things and, and basically take their core set of skill players and say, how do I put them in the best position to succeed, right? And I think that if we were dealt with Adams, Renfro, uh, Myers, Dorset, like they'll be like, okay, how do I fit all four of these guys? Do I think we need to draft a, a an actual somewhat not Devonte Adams, but like a bigger receiver to 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 kind of fit this mold? Yes, absolutely. And do I think we need to resign Foster Monroe? I think I've been pretty adamant about that um, up to this point. So yeah, but I, I think he fits in our offense for sure. And 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 it's be, just because you can't conceptualize it right and be like, well, Jacoby Myers and then Phil Dorset. So what's going on? You know, how's Hunter Renfro going to fit us? It's like, and remember the thing about his contract? Yes, I get it. It it totally makes sense for us to move on from him and get a fourth or fifth round pick, but I guarantee that's the most we're going to get. And then you have to evaluate whether he is worth that, right? So we've already done away from 
Waller, which I think increases Renfro's value because of the fact it's more about just like the dudes that we have on our team, are they going to be able to perform? Are they, are they going to be able to, like, what is their value technically? Not like fit-wise because we don't run this modern-day scheme of like, here's your tight end and here's your Y and here's your Z and here's your X. We don't do that. Sorry, McDaniels doesn't do that. And McDaniels had to actually fall into that a little bit just based on what we had last year, right? So I'm, I'm saying all this, and, and it doesn't mean that I know everything. It sounds like I'm talking as if I do. But I think there's definitely a spot for Renfro on the team. And I also wouldn't be surprised if we moved off of him because we're going in a different direction. You know, I think that's going to cause another shake and a stir for Raider Nation. So I will also warn you guys relax, you know, um, there's that. But um, I do think that it, it makes, especially the the Philip Dorsett, even though he could be a fourth or fifth wide receiver that we don't even, re- like, that we cut in, in training camp, you know, whatever, right? Could be that, or it could be an indication of, of where we're going for this offense. So we'll see. But I think Renfro could be moved. I think for the right price, he should be moved. And that's coming from someone who I'm like, I think when he's healthy, he's the best slot receiver in the NFL. And that sucks, right? But if you want me to predict, I would say if they find the right price, they're going to move off of him. But like, if they don't, I think they're going to be like, well, can you fit him into this offense? Yes. You know, basically answered both sides of it, which is not a very good response to you, but that's nothing. That's what I have. Love that answer uh, because it's, it's more like, all right, how do you see each of these sides working as opposed to like, tell me what's going to happen, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just, well, you know, if it was telling you what's going to happen, if I wouldn't be over a hundred by, by this time. So yeah. like, there's no shower sign, Jimmy G, no way we trade baller, you know? So exactly. <laughs> so, well, I'm sure there's going to be plenty more news to come a lot still to go on with free agency and even the draft coming up in a month. So we will get back at you guys. Uh, when we got more free agent names we can talk about you know there were some other people that we ended up drafting or drafting that we ended up signing in free agency as well like i said we'll go over a full comprehensive list of all the people that we brought in but until then as always we appreciate the love please share subscribe rate review give us those five stars on apple podcast also go follow the raider take podcast youtube account subscribe hit that bell notification so it'll let you know when we get all these videos and shorts and all these things that we're doing Wait, sorry I, I do have to interrupt you what what is it you know we have to vote on something right like what's going on there yes oh man i didn't even think about it but let me find the tweet we have been nominated on the short list uh for the sports podcast awards of 2023 uh for the team category Basically, a bunch of podcasts nominated, put in this pool, only a certain amount. I don't know how many exactly. I want to say 10 to 15. Basically advanced on to the next round, onto the shortlist for potential winners. We are part of that. If you go check out uh, our Twitter account, we retweeted the sports podcast group official tweet about all the shortlists and where you can find the link, where you can go in and vote. Please go vote for us. This would be awesome uh you know if we could if we call ourselves the champions uh in this round um, but it feels great just to even be nominated 
But nonetheless, go in and vote. Check it out. Follow the link. Uh, you can only vote once. So get your kids, your wife, your husband. Don't hide them. Get them to vote. Help us out. Show us some love. Another way you can show us some love. So till then, we appreciate y'all. Andy, any last words? No, I mean, just like there's a lot of time that's left in this free agency period. We're approaching the draft, guys. You know, it's I'm, I'm just as anxious as you are. OK, I get it. But just have some patience. Let's let it let the dust settle a little bit. Um, let all the transactions come through. And then once we do free agency, once we do the draft, then we can just assess and say, OK, this is the transactions we made. And, and here's where we're at. Right. And then we'll call a spade a spade. Um, certainly, but you know, until then, just relax because you know you don't. But Raider Nation, love you guys. Sit down, please relax. Stand up after the draft because we're going to be talking here, um, Micah. Very exciting, obviously, to be nominated for for that new award. So thank you for sharing that. But until then, you know, we love you guys. Stay up, sit down, sit up, stand up. Sit down for your rights. That would be counterintuitive. <laughs> Sit down for your rights. Uh, well, I mean, um, Rosa Parks. So there's that. She did sit down for her rights. Yeah, think okay. about it. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Radiation, love you guys. Peace out. We love you. See you.